gotta get my pot hair. <laughs> I gotta get my pot hair together. Whew. Rule of thirds. What's up, everybody? It is your favorite fat girl, Saucy West, and welcome to your new favorite podcast. Hey, yo, fat girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, yo, fat girl is a podcast made by a fatty for a fat community. We're here to spark conversation, insight, change, and make people a little uncomfortable. And remember, even when I'm reading you, it's always led with love. And you already know what time it is. It's time for Fat Topics. You, 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 you a chicken McNugget. And I'm a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Topics is a part of the show where I'm taking a little look at some of the more interesting news articles that I've been reading as it pertains to fat people, fat community, and just giving my opinion on it. So... Let's talk about Love is Blind. So Love is Blind is a reality dating show that is on Netflix. And the premise of it is there is a bunch of women and a bunch of men. And they go into these pods and they do not see each other, and they engage with one another, they take notes, and they see if they can find their person in this experiment, basically seeing if love is blind, if they could fall in love with someone without seeing them. And I first seen the show back during the beginning of the pandemic, um, when we were all inside and we were all engaged in watching TV. And me and my best friend, we had uh, started watching Love is Blind as well as The Circle. I think we were watching the shows in tandem. I don't know if they were coming on at the same time or maybe The Circle came on first and we just binged that. But we started watching Love is Blind uh, first season. And it was very interesting, especially during that first season when you seen, um, you know, the first couple, like, I think it was like within the first day that um, Cameron and Lauren fell in love. They met and they are still together, still going till the day. I think it was, you know, especially for me, I'm like a big romantic type person, like, you know, I get all the feels. So when I seen, you know, those two get together, I was like, oh, look at this. This is so beautiful. And, you know, I was hooked. You know, it had it had every everything that you needed for a good reality TV. It had a little bit of drama. It had, you know, all the beautiful stuff, right? And then... Of course, you begin to see a trend, a trend that is in all of these dating shows and a lot of reality shows in general when it comes to casting. And you realize there are no like 
plus size or visibly fat people in this show. And I was like, <laughs> you know, am I surprised though? Like you are watching a show <laughs> and people are trying to find love and everyone in this show is vis visually attractive straight sized and they are able-bodied and we have not seen any other type of representation from marginalized community in this show with the exception of one woman and she ended up getting married I forgot I think it was the season before last um, but she's like a social media influencer but still even her like she was a what you would say say she was curvy but she was still uh socially acceptable you know in general you know but what what is it going to take for these shows to like get someone who is a super fat or someone who is even like a single parent or someone who's, you know, in a wheelchair or someone who, you know, is deaf or like what is going like, why can't that type of representation be seen on these types of dating shows? And, you know, even though we live in a world where we always talk about diversity, inclusivity, and accessibility when it comes to finding love when you watch these types of shows and it can be any any of these shows it can be the bachelor the bachelorette um married at first sight like all of these shows that we that we love we don't see ourselves reflected in those shows and i think that it's about time that these producers recognize that we want to see ourselves represented we and and it because it gives us hope that we'll find love because when we look at our own facebook pages our own instagram we see all the time that fat folks get married we see all the time that you know marginalized people no matter what's going on disabled queer we're getting married we're falling in love and we're creating beautiful stories so why can't we be set up to have that same outcome when it comes to truly seeing if love is blind and I think this one specifically is the important one because they're saying is love blind so if a you know, super buff dude ends up falling in love with a plus size woman and he sees her during the reveal because after they choose each other, after, um, they end up getting engaged and then they meet for the first time. So I'm like, what if this buff dude meets this plus size woman? What if this, you know, physically fit woman um, meets, you know, a plus size man what's going to happen if someone goes into the pod and 
you know, the person who they're vibing with is blind or if they are deaf or, you know, if like what what is going what is going to be that type of situation? Is love going to be blind at that point? And I think it's also them trying to cover their own asses as well, because I don't think that they want to get that backlash. And I don't think that other people want to even show the world that they're that shallow. Because even in the seasons that we've seen, there have been some really shallow people. Because I'm just like, like I said, the majority of these people who come into this situation are attractive, straight size, able-bodied people. You may have a situation that I've seen like where a man doesn't like that a woman has so much makeup on or... You know, maybe a woman had a preference like, oh, I don't like men who have bald heads or who don't have facial hair. Like you'll see that kind of situation happen. But it's never that. Let's see how this is really going to play out if this person is. Like, I've never dated a plus size person before or I've never dated someone with a disability before or you know, whatever the situation is, how is that going to play out? And are they going to continue with the experiment? Because a lot of the time, (laughs) they will get to the engagement and they may not continue with the experiment. And I, 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 I feel like this is very important that in the future seasons of these reality shows, and like I said, specifically Love is Blind, because it's called Love is Blind, (laughs) that they start, like, getting people who are, you know, in, in this array of who we are as humans. And because a lot of the time... I'm I'm not really sure about how the selection process is, but from what I've seen, you know, some people like submit to be on the show and sometimes people are picked from social media. Like these producers are like, oh yeah, that person will be good. So I guess this is this me telling the community that I care about, like, I want us to start coming out in droves (laughs) for these shows. I want us to start saying, I'm going to put myself out there and see if, you know, these people really want to get a real story. Like, I feel like, um, like the ultimatum had like a queer um, spinoff. And I thought that that was really dope, you know, for us to see that type of representation in reality TV, especially with that extreme type of experiment that they were doing in the ultimatum. But but still, I I still don't think it's I don't think it's enough. It wasn't enough diversity as far as body types are concerned and abilities. I, I want us to start challenging this industry that you know that we want to see if 
love is really blind. And if we can really find love, no matter what size we are. And I know for me, I'm not going to get too deep in this, but I am a 42-year-old, fat, black, single mother. And I know a lot of the times, especially like on Instagram, like you see, you know, men, because I am, you know, I'm, I'm a straight woman. I see a lot of men, especially, you know, black men who always say, oh, I don't want to mess with fat women. And that's fine. Like, you can definitely have your preference. But it, you know, and then they're like, oh, you know, if she's a single mother, like, that's another strike against her. You know, if, you know, because I'm dark skinned, that's another strike against me. It's like, am I going to, <laughs> am I, am I going to find love? Am I going to be able to, you know, have that experience at this again in my life because my daughter's father has passed on but I'm like dating and navigating dating in a fat body is a totally different situation and we will have more talks about that during the pod like I'm I definitely have a dating while fat series that I'm going to introduce and but I just wanted to like kind of talk about this because you know, we we always see people talk about it on social media, and I wanted to bring that to you all um, in the audience as well. So we will be discussing this in detail after the show if you want to join in to the live chat, and we can discuss this more. All right. So next up... <laughs> Y'all, I swear, I don't be, I do not make up these stories that I'm telling you. Like, I literally am going to tag these stories in the show notes so that you can all read them yourselves. Because I just, sometimes I can't believe how stupid people are. <laughs> like, and how insensitive people are. And just, I'll, I'll, I'll read I'll read the story title. <laughs> Plus size woman feels shamed after petite co-worker asks her if she wants to go for a walk at lunch. Quote, you just don't want to walk. <laughs> oh my God. Woo. Let me tell you. I didn't read this whole article in its entirety, so we're gonna I'm gonna read it to you all so we can all read it together. Okay. I just read the headline and was like, I'm ready to I'm ready to go off already. Okay, people make all kinds of assumptions about fat people. When will they learn to just mind their own business? Everyone's got an opinion on how people should manage their weight. And even our in our relatively more enlightened times all too many people feel comfortable saying those opinions out loud to people they think way too much whether they ask for the advice or not a plus-size woman feels shamed after an interaction with a co-worker who invited her to take a walk at lunch when we think of fat shaming we tend to think of overt criticism or maybe even open mockery. 
making fat people, especially women, the butt of jokes on TV, bullying them at school or on on their social media, laughing at them in public. It's easy to forget how subtle it can sometimes be and how insidious. So... Her, co- her, her co-worker accused her of being lazy for declining to go on the walk and lectured her about exercising. It was the type of interaction that on one hand can be construed as well intended, even if it was out of line. But at the same time, it leads one all important question. Why couldn't the plus size woman's coworker just leave her alone and take no for an answer? I mean, all right, so I have been <laughs> I have been working from home since 2018. Okay, so this is pre-pandemic working from home times (laughs) and but before I worked from home I worked at a startup company that did um, food delivery um, meal prep services and because of this I was in an environment where dieting and talking about Weight loss and food consumption was rampant. But because, you know, I know how to hold myself down, <laughs> I, di- I I didn't mind and I didn't care about what other people were doing. I was just minding my own business. But I remember there was a time when my boss sent out an email and was like, we're trying out this new reset program with the client, but I want us all to do it in the office. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not going on no diet. <laughs> like where am, where was this when I signed up to work here that said, I'm going to I'm going to be a part of a diet plan. I'm here to do delivery and logistics. <laughs> I'm not here to do a diet. And so I emailed them privately and was like, like what if someone isn't comfortable with doing this? And it was implied like, oh, this is going to make you feel better. This is going to give you so much more energy. Oh, you know, and it and then, you know, they go into um, basically saying, oh, it's going to uh, consist of intermittent fasting until 11 o'clock. And then that's when you're going to eat your first big meal and blah, 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 blah. And like she tries to, you know, coerce me into doing this. And I know she was probably going extra hard because I, I am a fat woman. And. You know, and just little things would be said throughout the day. Like, you know, if everyone just loses 10% of their body weight, you know, we'll we'll all be better. And so I'm just like, is this for real right now? Like, (laughs) 
And like, I know what I walked into when I'm, you know, where I'm working. But I just remember like, you know, people were having conversations on the side. Like, I really don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to, you know, or I might get, you know, talked about, (laughs) you know, or I I might feel like I'm getting pressured. And like this, like this says, it's like, why can't people just take no for an answer when a, when a fat person is like setting boundaries for themselves? Like all of us don't have to want to work out all the time or all of us don't have to want to, you know, show (laughs) the world that we're, you know, moving around. Like it's really none of your business what we do with our bodies and the, and the nerve, (laughs) the nerve that this person has to just like, like scold them and lecture them for not wanting to take a walk. And, you know, and we all have, have seen those coworkers that, you know, walk around the parking lot or, you know, whatever that, whatever they do. And I'm just like, that's what you want to do, but that's not what I want to do. And you should just be okay with that because this is none, this body is none of your business. You know what I'm saying? So the story goes on. The plus size woman writes that her coworker is a teeny and petite woman with whom she used to regularly take walks with at lunch. But because of their marked size difference, the walks always made her uncomfortable and embarrassed. So she stopped going. I just want the hour to myself, she wrote. Like, so then you're, so she used to take walks with the woman, but the woman was making her feel uncomfortable. Like, I wouldn't want to take walks with your ass either. Like, oh man. Over, at, at the end of the day, y'all need to stay out of fat people's business. Because, you know, you're you're already going to have your your preconceived ideals about how we are and what we do with our bodies. And I want y'all to stay with that energy. If there's anybody out there about that's like, oh, all she must do is sit at home and eat cake all day. I want you to think that. I absolutely want you to think that all the time. I want you to think that all I do is sit here and, you know, over consume because you don't really know my business and you don't know my life. So if that's what you think, if you think that I don't like to walk, if you think that I don't like to do anything, I just want you to think that forever, okay? Because my body is my business. Your body is your business. And it is in neither one of our best, you know, states of mind to sit up here and struggle with what we are doing with our bodies. So at the end of the day, stay out of my business, Okay. All right, so next up is the fat fashion activist. (laughs) All right, um, you know, I love to talk about fashion and I love to talk about inclusion and I love to talk about, you know, being in that beautiful space right in between. And so let's, let's talk about Dressing for your body type. 
I have been seeing <laughs> more videos emerge on social media about dressing for your body type. And I'm just like, are we still doing this? <laughs> I thought that I thought that we were like going away from this. Like I I really thought that the <laughs> the world of figure flattering dress was like we I thought we were being a little bit more like radical about <laughs> about things nowadays like I I just don't understand it I I seen a couple of things that popped up in my timeline one of them was an ad for um I'm assuming it was like a subscription a clothing service and it was like if you're over 40 and you are you know this shape then maybe you should wear this and I'm just like what if I don't want to <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I'm tired of making everybody happy with what I'm putting on my body right and I'm also tired of telling people or like seeing people tell me <laughs> what I should be doing with my body and what I'm like, dude, if you don't feel comfortable with how your body is, then you just say, this is how I'm dressing for that makes me happy. Instead of saying, well, this is what you should be doing. And there's so there's a, a a couple of different um, issues that I'm I'm having right now. Um, <laughs> the first thing is the whole um, debate over wearing shapewear. <laughs> and if you know me, you already know how I feel about shapewear. Especially because when you're in a fat body, I feel like we are told that we have to wear shapewear. We're always told that we have to wear a bra that, you know, lifts us up. And that we have to wear shapewear that sucks us in. And... I feel like when you are really about this like idea of fat liberation, that that's the total opposite of fat liberation. And this is just my opinion, okay? I feel like being liberated and the ideal of radical self-love is tearing down those social constructs of what we should be doing with our bodies. And I remember when I first got started doing runway that de designers would often be like, um, well, Saucy, can you put on this spank so that your stomach can be like, one cohesive stomach instead of you having like these 
two stomachs. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would I do that? I don't have one cohesive stomach. Well, it's it's just so that the garment can look better. Well, then that means you don't know how to sew. Am I wrong? Like, I need somebody to tell me if I'm wrong or not. Because that means you don't know how to make clothing for all bodies. You only want to make clothing for one type of fat body. Not somebody who has a different body that you're just not used to. Being a true artist, designer, um, sewer, <laughs> like, you know how to make clothes for people, for people. And you know the art of pattern making for people. It shouldn't take me having to wear something that's going to... Um, you know, distort me in a way and make, and, and for one, make me uncomfortable. Okay. As well as change how I look, because I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be sitting up here and like trying to change myself to make other people happy. And it ain't even got nothing to do about me being old. It's just like I have been through a journey with my body. I have been a fat teenager. I've been a fat young woman. I've been a fat, you know, older woman now. And I'm like, in all of those stages of my life, I had to sit up here and be okay with my body. And I had to be okay with wearing clothes that were not properly made for my body. But because the idea of actually speaking out for myself when it came to what I wore, it just wasn't an idea that existed to me back in the day. But when I began to, you know, get into this industry and be like, well, why, like, why can't we ask questions? about things why can't I just be okay with who I am you know I have a big belly I got big breasts you know I don't know about my butt it's questionable <laughs> I got you know but I, I love myself and so why can't I just put something on and it just is right instead of me having to dress for my body type because if you go back into like some of my older stuff, like the things that I used to wear when I was doing runway, you, you would see a lot of the time it would be either like bodycon or it would be just something that was just draped over me. Just like one piece. It was never anything that was, you know, made with intention because I'm I'm a fat person, it was just like, well, let's just let's just put, you know make this you know sundress, or let me just make this. It was never done with the intention of how my body was. It was how they wanted my body to look, or even how much they wanted to cover me up. So I know that 
like I said, dressing for your body type is something that I'm seeing a lot of right now on social media. And it was even one that was like from a from someone who who says that they're fat, but I'm I'm pretty sure she's like way on the smaller end and just like talking about dressing for her body type. And that's why I was like, God, what? It must be great to like, you know, be in that point of privilege to just tell fat people (laughs) when you're a, when you're a small, a small fat, you know, almost straight size person telling fat people how to dress for their bodies. I was appalled. I was like, let me just swipe up and be like hard pressed, not interested. Because <laughs> I never want to see this creator in my feed again. Okay. Just wear what makes you happy. Wear what brings you joy. Wear what makes you love your body even more. You don't have to wear shapewear to be confident. Be confident in how your body is presenting itself in that moment. You don't need to be socially acceptable to be acceptable to yourself. And I think that that's what, when as I've been seeing this thing, that's just what I'm just like, I'm just so happy that I'm happy <laughs> with myself. So that's what I wanted to convey with <laughs> with this topic. So... If y'all, if y'all are listening to this, I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> I, I do this thing on Instagram where I say I rolled my eyes so hard I made my head hurt. Like, that's how much I roll my eyes. All right, so we're going to talk about Shein. <laughs> we're going to talk about Shein because... I, again, social media, gotta love it. Um, I have been seeing more um, super fat and infinity fat um, influencers doing Shein hauls. And I have been axed on several occasions by Shein to do hauls for them and I have declined first of all Shein doesn't pay enough money for me to get in front of my camera and try on their clothes second of all Shein on an ethical and sustainable level is just a brand that I just don't ever see myself standing behind even though they go beyond a 5X at this point. I think they got some 5 and or they got 5X and they got 6X. Um, but I will, I just can't do it. <laughs> I, I just can't because um, their size chart is still not, um, there's no continuity in their size chart still. So if I go into um, their website and I'm filtering, you know, and I'm filtering 5X, 
I can get 5X that's a size 22 or I can get a 5X that's a size 30. And I feel like on an accessibility level that that just isn't right to me. Um, And I just, I, I feel like it's, you know, they need to have some continuity in what they're when what they're doing when it comes to clothing making and in in saying that when i'm seeing um people try on clothing from shein um whether they be you know super fat or if any fat or you know mid fat and there is a model you know most of the time when they're doing the haul, they will show the, the the picture of the model on the e-commerce website, and then they try on the garment themselves, and it is vastly different. Even at the 5 and 6X sizing, vastly different. So this is, this is what this means to me. This means that because they're mass producing this stuff, they're not actually fitting people for this clothing, like in the right way. Like when it comes to doing proper fit, all they're doing is they are taking their straight size pattern and then they're just going bigger from there. They're not actually fitting the body type that they're selling for. So, like, if you're, um, I've seen this a couple times, like, when something like an empire waist, and, like, the like the line is above, you know, where it, our actual underbust is, that what an empire waist would sit, the line is, like, above that because they're not actually <laughs> producing the pattern for a fat body correctly. They're just scaling up the straight size pattern. And, you know, I, I feel like when I, when I see that and they're, they're like putting their clothing on what I feel is like our, our amazing precious influencers are beautiful influencers and I'm just like this just isn't right for me this isn't right to me that this brand just isn't going into this with care for us they're just like oh here here you go whatever and I'm like why can't it look the same way it does on the model if on the model it's like a jogger like kind of a baggy jogger why when I put it on it's like tight but this is supposed to be my size though like why if, if I'm getting this dress and it's like a baby doll dress why is it why is it tight on me yeah yeah I can't yeah I got into it but why is it tight when it's supposed to be like a flowy baby doll and it's because they're just scaling up a straight size pattern. So I just find it like insulting that they aren't being intentional about how they're 
um, extending their sizes. And um, and this is in no way, shape, or form, because I know people like to come from me when it's like about influencers. This is not me coming at any influencer that is working with Shein and that is getting paid, because I know how it is to get paid and to have to get paid by working with people. But on a, like, on a radical level, right, because I know how much they're paying. Again, I've gotten the emails. So I'm like, on a radical level, I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking this shit. But if, if they even reach out to you and they're not paying you and they just want you to do a haul, because most of the time when they ask you to do a haul, they're like, oh, we're going to send you 10 things and then you're going to do a, a TikTok uh, haul and we want you to post on TikTok. We want you to do a reel. We want you to do a, a carousel post on Enfy, carousel post on Instagram. And they want you to do in-story with link and they don't want to pay you. They want to give you like 10, 15 items of clothing. You don't have to take that. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to take that. And that's just, and again, that's not me pocket watching. If they're not paying you, you don't have to subject yourself to wearing stuff that is not made for, is not made for us. You know, maybe one day, one maybe one day they'll be like, oh, well, maybe we should like really think about <laughs> accurately sizing things, because when when their social media people are looking, they should they should look at this stuff and be like, oh sh oh shit, this isn't this isn't cool. Like they should. I feel like they absolutely should assess that <laughs> and and then they should pay accordingly for all the work and labor that they want these influencers to do like I see it they post on TikTok Instagram and they do in feed and in story and some of and some of these influencers have hundreds of thousands of followers like they want this labor for and and they don't even want to pay right and then the clothing don't fit right because they're not being intentional about how they're doing things that's just my two cents y'all on that <laughs> that's just my two cents on that um, again, we can we we can chop it up about this after the show. Um, but I I just wanted to express that because it's all I mean all I see is Shein halls, <laughs> Shein halls. All right, we 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 don't have to we don't have to like subject ourselves to that for real for real. All right, y'all, that's the show for today. Thank you for tuning in to episode 102 of Ayo Fat Girl. Like, we here, we didn't do two episodes already. Like, I can't believe it. If you have not gone over to Patreon yet and become one of the dips, what are you waiting for? You're going to get access to the shows early. You get to vote on show topics. 
We're going to have an amazing live session so you guys can all chat with me about the topics that we discussed on the show. So go and become a part of the dip set. I'll be adding more benefits to the tiers as time goes by as well. Go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can be notified when the pod drops. And if you're on Instagram, make sure you go follow at Ayo Fat Girl Podcast on Instagram and follow me too at saucy underscore. I am excited for the next episode and I hope you are too. And always remember to be fat and free without apology. I am saucy. I'll see you soon.